0: forever dog hi anna hi
1: andrew and hey everybody else
0: and welcome to our podcast,
1: scary, scary stories, stories. To stories to tell, to tell on the, on the pod. pod.
0: It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, little ghosts, big ghosts, small ghosts, tiny ghosts, big ghosts. Um, comedy podcast mostly. Also, it's a comedy podcast about ghosts. Yes. So you can sort of think about that. Um, I, Andrew and I were uh. We're friends before and we're still friends now. That's true. And um and we do the podcast and we both like go. That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think that's it.
1: Yeah. I would love if we were friends before the podcast, but we've really grown apart over the course of the podcast and now it's an active enemy situation.
0: Yes. Well, the wild success of our podcast has really driven a wedge. Um I
1: know. Once Andrew's we did that really Entertainment into, Tonight episode, like, I think really, it really just went down south real fast.
0: It did. Well, we both got so drunk, and then we got in a big <laughs> fist fight. Um, <laughs> but we both missed every single punch.
1: Yeah. And then it didn't help when we crashed the Goodyear blimp um, into a Six Flags opening ceremony. It was just a bad situation for everybody. Yes, People got really Andrew- upset.
0: You just told me that uh, Six Flags is reopening, or we'll say Anonymous Theme Park is reopening, and the the only thing that isn't opening are all of the rides.
1: Yes, I saw a headline. So I guess
0: it's open for funnel cakes and
1: (laughs) diarrhea? I guess it's kind of like um, a version of a theme park zoo where you just go to look at the rides. Yeah, I don't know. I forget which Six Flags it was. There are... So many of them, but one of them is like we're open, baby, except for anything that makes us fun. Um, yeah, you can uh,
0: you can stand online for the park <laughs> as long as you distance. The lost and found is open. <laughs> no one is there.
1: No one can go is there. There, uh, which frankly makes it safer. God, just think about all the things that haven't happened this summer. I know, I know. I was thinking, it's crazy. About that. I th- I wondered something that occurred to me too is like. Like animals that are in zoos? Are they kind of like, what's going on? Like, I bet they're happy. They're thrilled. I I hope. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like, okay, my whole life, it's just been a constant sea of sweaty people looking at me and now they're all gone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, I'm sure they're like um, reducing staff hours and that Mm. it's bad and people are losing money, but I feel like the people who are the straight up handlers who are... Still there and haven't lost employment are like kind of balling out right now. Oh, they like, must kind be of thrilled. like they get to just do animals with no like customer service, which is kind of a dream. Have
1: you you've seen? Have you did you seen the video of the penguins being taken around the aquarium? Yes,
0: that's I, my national anthem.
1: <laughs> I that's I good for get me. Enough of it. I just, it's the only cruel thing is that like, will they ever do it again? Like, that will be as though the penguins will talk about that as though they were abducted by aliens. And then they've gone back to the penguin enclosure and they're like, everybody, it's all a big, like there are whole ecosystems elsewhere. Like, and the rest of the penguins are like, okay, Morty, good work. Shut up. It's
0: all fucked up. All of this is fucked up. Every part of it is fucked up. (laughs) Something like that. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. It's sort of like people are like, oh, my dog's going to be sad when I go back to work. But it's like the penguins are going to miss looking at zebras. No one's talking about this.
1: (laughs) No one is talking about it. Uh, But in any event, uh, yeah, we have a funny we have a spooky, funny podcast. And um, this whole summer, listeners like you have been sending us in true campfire stories, scary things that happened to you. Sometimes they're supernatural. Sometimes they're not. Uh, But we're continuing with that today, baby. We are, um,
0: and Andrew, do you
1: want to oh, start yeah, with okay. yours? Or should, yeah, okay. I got, I got a, a short little one that's actually from a while ago, but I had remembered it as like a oh, this one feels like when I want a short little good one. Um, Great, I'm very fascinated by it. Okay, so this is from Pierce, and uh, the subject line very mysteriously is "Madam Walk," uh, like W A L K. Excellent. Hi, guys. Pierce here in Dublin. Ooh. We're an intercontinental podcast, everybody. Catch up.
0: We are. We can go on planes into your headphones.
1: (laughs) Me and my husband, Declan, love the podcast. It's a spooky distraction in these times. I wanted to share an urban legend that was told to me as a kid that always stuck with me. Oh, in your fantasies, did you ever imagine that one day you'd have an Irish husband named Declan?
0: Uh, yes yeah. every day yeah that that's definitely my list as a resident of park slope brooklyn to hear about someone who is named declan because they're irish and not just because their parents are idiots <laughs> is very nice
1: <laughs> that's very true that's very true a genuine declan thank you very much yes yes when i was young i'd visit my aunt gay during the summer Again, i can i love. leaving it i love an aunt named gay with an it's e. really, really very important. Yeah, my grandma almost named my uncle Gay, which she really stuck by. <laughs> she went with Ross instead, which is quite a departure. But um, yeah, wow. Yeah. Gay lived in a town that had lots of parks and green spaces, and was near a big reservoir. That's the rule: if your name is Gay, you got to live near a reservoir.
0: It's true, tough but fair.
1: <laughs> All the kids would be running around unsupervised, but Gay didn't want me to go near the reservoir. As it was dangerous to keep me away. She told me the story of Madame walk. She said that if you walked past a certain rock on the way to the reservoir and you didn't have your parents or an adult with you, Madame walk would appear. She was a tall woman dressed in all black with a veil who carried a huge shiny butcher's knife. Oh. my aunt told me she was the ghost of a woman who lost her child in the reservoir and would murder any child who went near it. That's a complicated that's a complicated ghost vendetta.
0: If you believe that most ghosts are like most women ghosts, their child died. Yeah, I just don't know why you would believe that.
1: Why are they so mad? It's also like I would understand maybe a um a ghost who lost her child in the reservoir trying to keep other children away from the reservoir, unless her vibe was that she was trying to get more friends for her ghost son. You know? Oh,
0: that I like. I think that's good then. I think she should keep doing what she's doing.
1: Because there's no there's no like parenting um message boards for ghost moms, you know, to be like There's not. Yeah. It's
0: it's really hard to find moms in your area.
1: Right. Yeah, like my son Robin is really having a hard time connecting with kids because he's a dead swamp ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Robin. Robin with a Y. Um, I was skeptical but also terrified and asked my aunt on my next visit was it really true to see if she remembered. She doubled down and told me it was true as she had seen Madame Walk murder her childhood best friend in front of her eyes. Aunt Gay... Aunt D G A F. Aunt Gay is here to double down on her chilling, violent ghost story.
0: Aunt Gay has had a lifetime of doubling
1: down. <laughs> I just love it. Um, they'd been walking. They'd been out walking, and her friend ran past the rock, was caught by Madame Walk, and stabbed to death. Stabbed? Yes, with that big butcher's knife. Oh.
0: Oh, I I've, I've, I lost that part. Yeah, of it. she um, re- my mind rejected it.
1: She is in a black veil and she carries a, a huge shiny butcher's knife.
0: I just I don't know. That's a lot to carry. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> uh, and Pierce ends it with, "Needless to say, I never walked past the rock on any of my visits." Thanks, guys. Stay safe, Pierce. Okay, Cheers. First thoughts: What I love about this Anna is it is a modern day nursery bogey, which again. Very common in uh, 18th and 19th century Ireland. And the tradition continues.
0: Yeah. You got to keep kids away from rocks. Ultimately.
1: It's amazing how much, how much storytelling in Irish lore is about keeping kids away from bodies of water. <laughs> you you know? got,
0: they sold it many different ways and the kids were not listening. And
1: then finally it was like, okay, there's a big ghost woman. She's going to stab you to death. If you walk past a rock without an adult.
0: And the kid said, Fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do I do really love also the fact that it's like I can I feel like I can imagine Aunt Gay's thought process here where she had to think really quick and she was like what like okay what's the what's the woman's name madam and then it was like what 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 were the kids doing walking okay it's madam walk um like it's so it's such <laughs> oh, a
0: shit 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 shit
1: every part about it and it's like she kills kids because her kid died Um, then she, okay. Uh, You know what? Just, I saw my friend get stabbed. Okay. Let's, let's just, let's just stop it. (laughs) I saw my friend get stabbed. Oh yeah. It all checks out. That's also a great way to end the conversation for a kid who's too curious. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's my friend. Right. If my kid ever asks, like, like what happens to the wax in a candle when it melts? I'm just gonna be like, my friend got stabbed.
0: That's it? Yeah. And that's the end of the conversation. That's
1: all they have to know.
0: That's allowed.
1: (laughs) Um, But Pierce, thank you so much for sending this very creepy story. Thanks, Pierce. We love it.
0: Um, I have one. um, Transitioning from, like, uh, you know, woman with knife. That feels very, what, like 90s? Does that feel like a 90s kid thing? (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I was was about to say Lorena Bobbitt, but... Uh, also, oh. I watched that documentary, and that's that was much darker than I think any of us knew.
0: Bummer vibes, yeah. yeah. Um, well, sort of smoothly transitioning to sort of a '90s vibe. Um, <laughs> we have <laughs> two emails from sweet listeners. Um, so this email is from a listener uh, named Colleen Weaver, and the subject is haunted pogs. Yes, yes. Thank you. Finally hi Anna and Andrew I love your podcast I started listening last September which is when I usually get in the mood to do really spoopy things mm-hmm. oh boy how do we feel about the word spoopy Andrew
1: um I like it in certain contexts I think in a fun email it's great um if you're if someone's talking about something actually really frightening that happened to them and another person says ooh spoopy I don't approve of that
0: no, I like when it's like spoopy is about something that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I think specifically only Colleen Weaver can use the word spoopy. I if agree. it's someone else? I Colleen, it's yours. Colleen, it's yours. The spoopy. <laughs> um, get in the mood to do spoopy things. So I'm glad I found you. I like to listen to you while I'm working. My small business is a lot of graphic design and book assembly. So I like to have voices in the background telling me stories. I actually prefer it. So I don't feel so, so alone in my tiny Brooklyn apartment, trying to work from home during COVID. Oh,
1: Colleen, Colleen, we feel you. We feel you.
0: Um, we can't promise that you won't get COVID from listening to
1: us. (laughs) Um, no, there's a 2.5% chance. Apparently
0: it's the, the, R factor is very high. (laughs) For really spoopy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just listened to your new f- episode and thought it was truly interesting that you brought up Pugs, then Haunted Pugs, and then Anna said that because Tara is making a p- comeback, so will Pugs. I did the thing where I looked at my speaker as if it was a TV. <gasps> And my eyes got wider and wider with every sentence about haunted pogs and tarot because, dot, 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 I was assembling my Halloween Oracle pogs books at that very moment.
1: Oh, my God, Colleen.
0: <laughs> I don't really have a scary story. Just wanted to let you know that tarot pogs do exist. <laughs> I made them. <laughs> and I have a tiny following of 90s kids that are also into divination. Wow. It is a very niche group. Thank you for all the good times and laughs and scares. If you're looking to get a witchy friend, a cute 90s gifts, my pugs are available at etsy.com shop slash moon pumpkin art. Oh. Colleen Weaver, she, they.
1: Colleen. Oh, and
0: I will now give us an audio tour of uh, their Etsy shop. I would love more. Pugs. Okay. First instinct is that it's very colorful. <laughs> um, Each. So they have three different. Um collections for $15. Um, this is great. Let's see. Oh my god. Oracle Pog's 90s music ed- edition divination tool. Uh, okay, so who do we got? Oh my god, we've got uh oh my god. Macy Gray, Fiona Apple, perfect, Desiree, uh Robin S. Alanis <laughs> Morissette. Oh my god god this is powerful magic this is
1: very smart
0: extremely smart so that's a six-piece set Mm -hmm. this is very good the reviews are very good um oh wow oh and then they also make um oh go ahead
1: this is a great gift to get someone as we're entering into the autumnal season. I feel like I feel like fall is a great time to get gifts for people, you know? Yes.
0: Oh, you know, that's nice. I've gotten back into getting gifts for people. I think it's nice.
1: I do too. I think sometimes just a little, sometimes like a little trinket. Um, my friend Annie Tip, who is also a friend of Anna's we went to school with, a very talented director. Uh, Annie sent me um, this amazing old, comic framed comic book cover and it's like a ghost stories comic and it is so good it's like a real done up woman ghost in a green dress like reaching toward a doctor (gasps) and it's so so funny and she was like just saw this and thought of you and i was like oh that that sort of like little stuff i much prefer that sort of gift um than like the pressure gift of like one around your birthday or one around the holidays you know
0: oh definitely Yes, I will say that Andrew got my boyfriend Jason a very nice card that is a <laughs> postcard of Nancy Reagan from the Reagan Library, um, and on it it says, "Jason, I've been thinking of you on your birthday. I died years ago. Yes, something like that.
1: <laughs> That's correct.
0: Um, and, and Jason said, every time he looks at it, it makes him smile.
1: <laughs> yeah, I for a while our our friend Mike and I would go to the presidential libraries. Um, and the Reagan one was a real trip.
0: Oh, I I have only been to the Bill Clinton library, which is a, again, a very, a wild, wild trip.
1: Um, Um, but yeah, this I'm Colleen, please, please check out Colleen's, uh, Etsy. It's a moon pumpkin art. It is absolutely.
0: Let me see. Yeah. Moon pumpkin art on Etsy. Uh, and then there's a a divination deck bundle oh. um where you can get a little backpack, a little a little pogs um guide, like a divination guide. I think I'm saying the word divination. yeah, right, no, I who think can you're say? It. It's real fun. Very 90s, very fun.
1: very in very in. I love this. i it's okay, so great. satisfying to see someone figure out a a unlikely niche item. That when people see they're like, oh, I have to have it, you know, like I, I just have to. I love seeing that kind of innovation. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Um, oh, I'm, I tell you, Anna, I'm high off all that pog talk.
0: I'm high off pog talk, too. I feel like I could I could run across traffic with my eyes closed, but I won't do it <laughs> because we're still in the first wave. We are
1: still in the first.
0: If wave. we want to run into traffic with our eyes closed, we have to do the work. We have to stay home. Stay
1: Home, if things get okay. any worse, Anna and I are going to have to start a secondary podcast called Pog Talk where it's just the driest, zero, com- zero comedic commentary. It's just Anna and I describing pogs in the plainest terms possible.
0: I think we both know that about 85% of our listeners are people who would listen to that. <laughs> that <is true. laughs> I think if they're still on board our train, they absolutely are thirsting for it.
1: I know. I know. Wow, we, we we're so very grateful for all of you. <laughs> we
0: are, but you know what? You're a type. You're all a type, um, but we love it. We we're love having it. fun because we're we that like, type we like too,
1: it. and it's nice. to We find are.
0: We live there. Um, so keeping in in uh in touch, in contact with the um the sort of '90s theme mm-hmm. uh, presented by Madame Walk with her knife and <laughs> yes. pogs. Uh, it's effortless, Andrew. It all works.
1: Madam Walk is such a Monica, you know?
0: She's such a Monica. It's crazy. Uh, okay. Um, this is from a listener named Hannah, which biblically is my same name. So oh, I like it. Oh,
1: that um, I never really put that together. That's it's good to true. remember. Yeah. It,
0: they both mean grace. Um, And the subject line is, scary advice for a thing that happened. Beanie Baby Ghost. Ooh. Ooh. Beanie Baby Ghost? Sorry, it's Beanie Baby Ghost question mark. Okay. okay. Hello, Anna and Andrew. I would love for you to debunk the story and explain a, explain away what happened. Well, we won't explain it away. We'll give you an answer. Yeah, we'll do our best. It wasn't the house settling. <laughs> okay. The story takes place when I was 23 and still living with my parents after college. Mm-hmm. In my room at my parents' house, I had a tub of Beanie Babies stored on the top shelf of my closet in the back corner. A
1: tub of Beanie Babies. That phrase just did something to me because I I had one. I had a tub of Beanie Babies.
0: It, it was weird to have a toy that was instantly introduced with the idea that this is an heirloom and it needs to be protected from dust. Otherwise, <laughs> you're not going to college. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't presented to me that way, but it was in my head that my yeah. grandmother was a big, um, beanie baby collector.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I also, when, when she said tub, I pictured a, like a margarine tub, like a big, Oh I can't yeah. It's not like butter.
1: I can't believe a crock pot. I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know that it's not that, but that is the word tub will always make me think that. Oh, for sure. Um, when I was transitioning from child to cool tween, <laughs> it felt wrong to throw away something with a face. Oh. So, so the beanie babies were relegated to a tub in the closet and went untouched for over a decade. I had a lot of beanie babies brag. <laughs> so many that the tub wouldn't close. <gasps> Instead, the lid was just balanced on top. This is a brag. Oh. One night I awoke to a massive crash. I was startled from a dead sleep to sitting bolt upright in the middle of my room was the tub of beanie babies with the lid still precariously balanced on top. Why weren't the beanie babies spilled all over the room? Why was the tub in the middle of my room instead of right in front of the closet? What caused it to fall in the first place? Help me. I confirmed with my mother the next morning that she also heard the crash. Is there any logical explanation for this event or is the answer simply ghost? Thank you so much for the podcast. I love you too. And the show. Thanks Hannah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So it, it, it was on the top shelf in the closet. Mm -hmm. Lid was balanced on top.
1: I, okay. I have, I have some thoughts here. So there's the explain it away version that is non-supernatural. And then there's the explain it away version that is um, very supernatural. Okay. Um, Okay. So, I can see a world in which if it's like one of those Rubbermaid tubs, that this is an item that has some bounce to it. That if it were to fall just from natural shuffling or whatever, um, that it could like roll or topple in some unlikely way, but in a way that is somewhat feasible into the center of your room. But the lid wasn't on. I know. I know. And I don't know what to do with that. And that's why it's like I – I hate to, um, I hate to say it, but I, I have a feeling that there is a supernatural explanation for this. And are you familiar with um, the idea of a homunculus or uh, or the Tibetan <gasps> tulpa? Oh no. Okay, so I think the general idea, so the general idea of like a homunculus is it's like um, an anth- anything that is like an anthropomorph- anthropomorphized anything that's anthropomorphic anthrop- yeah anything that's anthropomorphic um depending on the energy that you instill in it and care for it that it is a thing that can become animated <gasps> um basically it's like life conceived not of birth but of intention and um uh Uh, I guess I'm like and this this could be completely bastardized I'm taking this entirely from an X-Files episode in which there is a tulpa Um, but it's what's it's what's known as like a Tibetan thought form which is again a thing that consumes all your attention can then be animated and brought to life that definitely a Beanie Babies consumed a lot of attention and that's why I'm thinking like there was such value placed on Beanie Babies specifically from children uh, that that sort of energy might be manifesting in some sort of um, supernatural way. Not not necessarily in an evil way, uh, but in a way that maybe is preferable not to experience as a child.
0: Andrew, did we just hear?
1: We a- heard my personal tulpa, which is Chris Ryan desperately trying <laughs> to make a sandwich in silence.
0: <laughs> no, so sweet. <laughs> Oh Chris. Oh, just him <laughs> tiptoeing and closing a cabinet. I cannot quietly. Stress
1: to you how masterfully quiet he is he was at every other step of undoing a crackly bag of bread, un unjarring peanut butter and jelly, and then the the plate just slipped out of his hands and the horror on oh. his face was palpable. Sorry. It's He's so sweet. <laughs> no, it's good. We like it. It's good. It's good. Um, but that's that's my that's my loosey goosey, you know, babaduki spooky oogie version of <laughs> the version. <laughs> that's my that's my take on an extraordinary. Now, if there's someone who I, and I'm sure there are uh, people have far more uh, a far better sense on um, the Tibetan belief behind Tolpa than I do. Um, again, that's I'm I'm. I'm clarifying this as the X Files version of the Topa, which I'm sure has been appropriated beyond recognition.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Well, you have to admit that Beanie Baby and Baba Duke have the same number of syllables almost. Beanie Dookie. So, <laughs> no,
1: Andrew. I'm sorry. No. Send me to hell.
0: <laughs> go, to, go to Stull, Kansas, as we I, discussed recently. A
1: one way flight straight to Stull.
0: Yeah, it's a it is weirdly an international hub.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, Everybody straight, all roads lead to stall. Miami.
0: Oh, my God. Um, well, I mean, my answer, I think it's tied up with um Unfortunately, I do. I think that it's weird. Once you make a beanie baby in memory of someone who has passed away, you're kind of opening a, a door. Uh, and as we all know, doors aren't one way. No. So if you make a Princess Diana beanie, that's wonderful. She's in heaven. But some of those other beanies are dark sided. And know. I mean uh, radar that, the
1: bat. I, we can't trust him. Dark sided. Dark sided. Um,
0: the the sort of the rainbow worm guy, dark sided. <laughs> the snake, dark
1: sided. Um Chris, what was there not a ghost beanie? Go ahead, and ask. ask uh, um, Chris. Chris, what beanie baby were you for Halloween one year? Uh there's a picture of Chris and his older brother in Beanie Baby costumes. They're oh, both god, too old to be sick. Beanie Babies in the picture. Sick. Uh Chris was the Beaver Beanie Baby. What? <laughs> oh um, my god. I'm sure again, it, this comes from a place of absolute love. Uh Chris's mom, Jill, made these costumes herself, I believe. Um oh, I am that's looking so up what sweet. the Beaver Beanie Baby's name was. Um, uh
0: it is um Richie Beaver? What Bucky the Beaver, Bucky Beaver, but there is a Richie.
1: There's a what? What? What's there's
0: rich? multiple okay? So Bucky the Beaver is the actual original one, Correct. then they have other like TY bullshit things which I could never get on board oh, with. Oh, no, no,
1: no, it's it's I know they wanted
0: movie. us to care, but we couldn't,
1: yeah. Which Bucky.
0: I, I should say that Bucky the Beaver now sells for six dollars and 88 cents on Amazon, oh, um, oh, which no. is. You gotta sell a lot of those to go to college. Yeah. Um, but there's also there's a ghost beanie baby called Sheets the Ghost. And you know what? I think you have to ask yourself, what are the beanies that are in there?
1: That's a good point. And are they are these beanies that potentially are creating some drama between themselves?
0: Oh yeah. It's amazing. I mean, oh sorry. Oh, I, nothing. There's, oh God, there's a Princess Diana one that's selling for $10,000 on eBay.
1: I know. there was. A Wait,
0: prince- that doesn't say, I have one. You do? Wait, these are selling for a lot of money. Real, the Princess Die one is? That was always the thing that we assumed was that like, oh, this is a rare one and it's going to sell for thousands of dollars. Maybe
1: everybody burned their Beanie Babies because they, they thought, well, this is pointless.
0: The cheapest one is $125. Anna.
1: Rare. I well, okay. I did I don't just know. watch this. this is a lot. I did just watch this origin story behind the Beanie Babies, which is very fascinating. Um, but the other thing is with with uh specifically putting so much energy into them, you remember the picture? There was like a lawsuit where a couple was divorcing and the judge made them dump out their whole they were um suing each other for their beanie baby collection. Yes, and the judge made them uh, dump out their whole collection on the floor of the courtroom, and then divvy them up themselves in front of everybody. Because he was like, "You should, oh. you should be embarrassed at how silly this is and what a waste of time this is." Um, and then the photograph went viral, and uh, my friends Ryan, Claire, and Annie and I started making a, a like a, a play about the Beanie Babies being divvied up during this divorce, and it just bummed us out too much. <laughs> Oh God! It was like because it's too sad. Well, it's just devastating to think like a marriage ending and and going to court for a week to just crouch in front of a massive pile of Beanie Babies and take ones that you're like, no, 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 I, okay, you get Bucky and I get sheets, but you can't have Bucky and sheets. It's too much. But again, it's like the emotional energy being directed into these inanimate objects could have some supernatural. Outcome. It definitely could. I also am
0: just confused. I'm. I'm really. I'm scrolling. I'm listening. I'm scrolling through the eBay listings for Princess Diana Beanie Babies, and the pricing is all over the place. Wow. There's one for ninety nine cents. <gasps> There's one for forty five hundred dollars. There's one for ten thousand
1: dollars. Interesting. Well, you know the theory. The theory behind the Beanie Baby craze was they. It was like there was a um, an elephant named Peanuts or something, and then the first one got discontinued. They were like selling okay. And then there was like kind of a big show made of it's like, oh, no, no, we're that one's been discontinued. We're making a new Peanuts that's a darker color blue. And then everyone was trying to get the original color Peanuts.
0: Oh, I remember that. Yeah, one was dark blue and one was sort of jeans color.
1: Right, and that created this rush for collectors, it's like when you create when you artificially create scarcity, it it demands at the very least attention.
0: Yeah, you can look this up on Beaniepedia <laughs> dot um,
1: But Lord. oh, here's an, here's to put uh, to put our gentle listeners um, thoughts at ease. Maybe uh, is there maybe a pesky younger older sibling that could be responsible for moving the collection? You know.
0: What what do you mean? Like,
1: oh, like like
0: having it thrown? Yeah,
1: and then running out of the room.
0: I don't know. The middle of the night is not pesky time.
1: I know, but um, depending on how um, depending on how dark sided the sibling is, I could see like I'm going to scare my I'm going to scare my sibling, and doing something like that. It is a weird. It's a kind of it's a it's a bizarre prank to throw because I don't really know what the end game is.
0: Yeah. I could see that. I could also see. My thought was cat, but I feel like they would have mentioned cat. Yeah, there was a cat. Yeah, Um, or like a sort of a raccoon. Um,
1: (laughs) They can't get enough of those Beanie Babies. Do we know what the beans are inside?
0: They're uh, they're PE pellets, according to um, all of the eBay listings I'm looking at. PE
1: pellets.
0: There's also Halo, the angel bear. Do you remember this? The I white do bear that with one. the sort of psychedelic wings. Yeah, that's a ghost.
1: That is a ghost. Yeah, kind of any angel. It's an otherworldly spiritual entity. Was there um I wonder if there was like a witch? I bet there was a pumpkin. Let me see.
0: I'm looking on Beaniepedia. Beanie baby pumpkin. Um yes. Oh yeah, we're starting lots. His name was Pumpkin, the pumpkin, (laughs) the pumpkin, which is fucking rude. That is. Um, let me see if there was a beanie, a devil.
1: Oh, that would be dark. I don't think so. That would be too far.
0: So yeah, there's, we got the pumpkin. There's no devil. Um, I I ultimately Hannah, I think, um, it is a ghost. Sorry. Sorry. But if you, if it helps you, you can think that it's a pesky sibling.
1: That's true. And if it is a ghost, again, consider maybe I mean, maybe maybe sell some of these on eBay. There appears to be a lot of variance in what you can get for some of these things. Um yeah. so, you, so you can put the lid on more firmly, you know?
0: Yeah, and you can just sort of decide if you would prefer to make ten thousand dollars or like fifty cents. You can really <laughs> it's up to you.
1: This does feel like advice that my my dad would give me. Which is like, well, just, uh, yeah, just um, to get a job, just, uh, you know, send an email to a CEO of a Fortune 500 company and, uh, you know, tell them you won $100,000. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Writing a letter really makes a big difference.
0: It really does. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thanks to everyone who wrote in. This um, was a really good one today. It- Really was nice. And you know what? And Andrew, uh, do we want to do a scary day for things that could happen?
1: I would love to do a scary idea for things that could happen.
0: Okay, great. I can start. Great. It's the middle of the night, and you wake up, and you have to pee. So... But you sort of don't want to get out of bed because you've been feeling a little bit scared lately of your closet because... When you wake up, it's cracked open just a little bit. And you tell yourself, this is crazy, I'm a grown adult, I can go to the bathroom. So you get up and you're walking and you're walking as far away from your closet as you can. And as you pass by, you see that the closet is cracked open and through the gap between the wall and the closet door, you see nothing. Just the quiet, calm darkness of your house. You've been watching too many scary movies. You'd chuckle to yourself if that were something that people did, which it's not. <laughs> you go to the bathroom, you open the door, and you go to pee. And instead of pee, it's a spooky ghost. And he say boo. That,
1: that could, could happen. happen. Be careful, everybody. Yeah. If your pee is a ghost, call a doctor ASAP.
0: You have to admit it could happen.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. Ready for mine? Yes. You are an essential worker. And unfortunately, you've been tasked at the grocery store you work at to be the person who has to stand at the door and remind annoying people that they have to keep their mask over their nose. And most people are okay. Most people are civil. Everything's going fine. And then a person walks up and they're wearing no mask at all. And you Uh. say, excuse me, uh, in order to come in, you're going to have to put on a mask and you're worried they're going to put on a huge fuss, but instead they say, okay. And they take out a full rubber mask And when they put it on, it is a mask of their own face. And it has suctioned to their face in such a way that it moves and blinks and smiles as if it were their own face. And then you're confused and you say, uh, no, I'm sorry. The the mask has to cover your nose and mouth. And then they very politely say, of course, I'm so sorry. And they take out another rubber mask. But this time, they just press it against their nose and mouth. And sure enough, it becomes a part of their own face. But you realize that where their nose and mouth should be is just another face. And that face is yours.
0: Uh, That that could could happen. happen. Say what you will. you it's it's you got to wear a mask, you know?
1: Uh, Yeah. I I mean, even even creepy magic rubber mask, people got to wear masks.
0: Yeah. If the mask becomes your nose and mouth, you got to cover that. And I think (laughs) we all sort of know that. I think we
1: do. I think we do. Um, Anna, this has been a true treasure.
0: It's been a TT, Andrew. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners who have given us nice reviews. We could do it. I mean, it doesn't ultimately affect much of anything, but we do like
1: it. It's really nice um, and I do think like um especially now whether it's like your favorite place that you order food from or whether it's like an artist who you like or a podcast that you like um putting some positivity in behind them is like a huge makes a huge difference. It sounds like a a silly random thing but it really does. Um, it influences if that person, if it's that person's livelihood, then that's great. But more, more importantly, it's like, it just feels nice to know that people like what you're doing and we certainly appreciate it. So thank you so much for those of you who've done it.
0: And that being said,
1: get out. forever, dog. This has been a forever dog production executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey.